Hello, babies. And now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP turkey giveaway. So take it away, Les Nessman. This is Les Nesman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center, where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. Hey, you got permission to be out here? What? You're blocking my store here, buddy. Don't you know who I am? Huh? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye Newshawk Award last year. <laughs> Good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep. <laughs> so far, so good, huh? I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is... The crowd is, uh, curious, but well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And, oh, yes, I can see it now. It's a, it, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, happy thing. W-K-R-P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet into the air. <laughs> No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! Oh, I just went to the windshield of a parked car! running around pushing each other oh my goodness oh the humanity oh, people are running about uh, the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement i don't know how much longer the, the crowd is running for their lives i think i'm going to step inside i can't stay out here and watch this any longer no i can't go in there Tragedy has never been anything like this. I don't know how much longer I can hold my position here, Johnny. The crowd. Les, 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 are you there? Les isn't there. <clears throat> Thanks for that on-the-spot report, Les. Just tuned in. The Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkey. Film at eleven. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the special week of podcast here on Roaring Light your source of news from News Source 1 Michiana, coupled with great Christian, independent artists, and fun music for Christmas from Roaring Light Radio and News Source 1 Michiana's Crazy Christmas Files. My name is Keith, your host, 
And this week is a special week. It's my last week in the state of Indiana, my last ever week except for visits in the state of Indiana, a place that I have known for 47 years. And so my focus this week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is to enjoy the Christmas music, get you up to speed on our some of our regular things that we normally do, and also to focus on Small Business Saturday coming up two days after Thanksgiving. So get ready. We are in Thanksgiving mode and Small Business Saturday mode and countdown to the end of Indiana for Keith, all here on your Roaring Light podcast. Get ready for fun, community shop interviews, and great Christmas music. The countdown is on. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to 2022 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. The last question was one posed that makes clear that basically, other than the fact that this involves a former president, everything else about this is indistinguishable from any pre-indictment search warrant. The 11th Circuit of the U.S. Court of Appeals heard oral arguments Tuesday about the special master appointed to review classified documents seized at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Trump called the move a witch hunt from an egregiously corrupt Biden administration and their weaponized Department of Justice. Biden administration press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre reiterated Attorney General Merrick Garland is operating independently. Following the midterms, Republicans are wondering about their future after Trump-backed candidates fared poorly. Chris Sununu, Republican governor of New Hampshire, feels he has a winning strategy for the GOP. I got a great policy for the Republican Party. Let's stop supporting crazy, unelectable candidates in our primaries and start getting behind winners that can close the deal in November. A poll by AARP found New Hampshire voters were ticket-splitting in the election in which Sununu was re-elected, but so was Democratic U.S. Senator Maggie Hassan. With Thanksgiving one day away, Dr. Anthony Fauci urged people to get their updated COVID-19 booster shots as soon as possible. In what could be his final appearance as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Fauci reflected on his time in the position. I would like people to remember about what I've done is that every day for all of those years, I've given it everything that I have and I've never left anything on the field. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is calling for the resignation of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. McCarthy said under Mayorkas's leadership, fentanyl flowed freely into the U.S. from Mexico, and he criticized high rates of suicide among Border Patrol agents. If Secretary Mayorkas does not resign, House Republicans will investigate every order, every action, and every failure will determine whether we can begin impeachment inquiry. This comes as McCarthy and House Republicans plan to use their slim majority to their advantage. McCarthy has called for the removal of several Democratic representatives from committees to begin investigations into the Biden administration and the First Family. A Politico Morningstar poll finds only 28% of surveyed voters want Congress to focus on a presidential impeachment inquiry or Hunter Biden's business dealings. Instead, those surveyed want Congress to focus on fentanyl trafficking into the U.S., operations at the U.S.-Mexico border, and the 2022 infant formula shortage. 
I'm Edwin J. Vieira for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Detailed forecast today sunny, with a high near 54. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight partly cloudy, with a low around 31. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Thanksgiving day partly sunny, with a high near 53. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday night showers likely, mainly before 1 a.m. Cloudy, with a low around 39. South wind around 5 miles per hour becoming west after midnight. Chance of precipitation is 60%. Friday mostly cloudy, with a high near 48. Northwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday night partly cloudy, with a low around 31. Saturday a 30% chance of showers after 1 p.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 50. Saturday night showers, low around 36. Chance of precipitation is 80%. Sunday a 50% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, with a high near 43. Sunday night partly cloudy, with a low around 28. Monday mostly sunny, with a high near 44. And I see people everywhere Walking up and down the streets Mailing pretty Christmas cards Decorating Christmas trees I wonder if they ever Think of what Christmas means And I just want to stop and say happy birthday to our King. So let's put Christ back into Christmas where He should really be. The one who left His glory home and died for you and me. And for a birthday present, your soul for him to save there's nothing he'd love better on this christmas day they forget about that virgin birth of a child so pure and sweet about the life he lived and gave that day on Calvary They forget that He was sent here By God to set men free They took Him out of everything But they can't take Him out of me So let's put Christ back into Christmas where he should really be The one who left his glory home And died for you and me And for a birthday present Give your soul for him to save There's nothing he'd love better Than this Christmas day Let's put Christ back into Christmas Where He should really be The one 
his glory home and died for you and me and for a birthday present give your soul for him to save there's nothing he'd love better on this christmas day no there's nothing he'd love better on this christmas day Well, the holidays are a special time for me Brings back all those memories From when I was just a kid At home with mom and dad You see those days were the best I ever had so take me back to all those Christmas Eves on Dorton Hill The families together, it's the best time of the year And bring back our loved ones who's gone home with you Just for one more Christmas Eve Food is on the table And all the family is here The best time of our lives Was right there on that hill You see, families were so close Way back then Lord, I'd give anything to go back there again So take me back to all those Christmas Eves on Dorton Hill The families together, it's the best time of the year And bring back our loved ones who's gone home with For one more Christmas Eve Up on Dorton Hill Well, memories like this Don't come around all the time And I just want to thank you, Lord For the loved ones in my life So take me Christmas Eve's on Dorton Hill The family's together It's the best time of the year And bring 
that pretty. Uh -huh. <laughs> people here is an event just for you and this will take place at the south bend farmers market they will be having a holiday shopping event happening on sunday december 4th from 9 a.m to 2 p.m another way to get some holiday shopping and take care here is another holiday bazaar coming up and this will take place in buchanan michigan and it will be an arts and crafts show it will take place at the Buchanan Area Senior Center, located at Rye Nearson Street. And that will take place on Saturday, December 3rd, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Hope you get a chance to support the Buchanan Area Senior Center. And welcome to Roaring Light, as we're focusing on a couple of businesses um, in the Elkhart area. And in the springtime, when we had the all-news channel, I talked to Carmen Osterman and I talked to Renee from Fresh Start Flea Market up on the north side on Bristol and La Chica Store, which is inside of Fresh Start Flea Market, real close to the recently closed Penguin Point on Bristol. So Carmen Osterman is here today uh, to talk to us about the Chica store and First Start. So say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, so we are in a small business. Uh, like he said, we are located inside the flea market. But in the flea market, uh, you guys can find anything you need, anything you want, especially now that Christmas coming. You guys can come and do the shopping this Friday. We're going to be open from 10 to 6 o'clock, 
a lot of uh, stuff is gonna be on sale on our store. We uh, we have yearly, and it'll be up to twenty percent off. Okay, and anything special on Saturday? Being at Small Business Saturday. Uh, yeah, we're still going to have um, about 10%, probably 10% off and some other uh, sales on the whole store. Okay. So so talk to us about what will you find overall at Fresh Start Flea Market with Renee uh, running the store. And then what will we find uh, at La Chica? Okay. Uh, well, you can find uh, on La Chica, you'll find jewelry, necklace, uh, rings, uh, anything you want to buy for your family, and then you you find uh, furniture. Um, also, everything is um, new, and some stuff is from the Amazon store. Uh, really, really good stuff that you can buy for uh, to give away to uh, for people on Christmas. Okay, and is there anything special that La Chica store is doing for Christmas? Anything special to look for? Yeah, we probably want to be doing like thirty percent off the whole the whole store, so you guys can come and and buy whatever you need. Okay, and um, so where can they find us? Give us the address to the location, and how long have you been having La Chica store here? I don't know if I got a chance to ask that question on the last time we spoke in the spring. Yeah, uh, you can find us on seven twenty two West Bristol Street. Um, right on, right close to the Harley Davidson okay. store, and uh, we've been with the flea market for about about a year, but we've been doing sales for over five years. Okay, and is there a uh, Facebook and Twitter page as well? Yeah, you can go in uh, Facebook La Chica Store. Uh, you can find anything that we have here in the store. You can find it on the website too. Okay, and obviously you speak Spanish, and we had a great time uh, reaching out to the Hispanic folks. Would you make a good plug in, in Spanish, Espanol? Yeah. Hola, ¿cómo están? Uh, soy Carmen de La Chica Store. Uh, los invitamos para que vengan el, este viernes eh, y sábado. Vamos a tener grandes descuentos en joyería. Tenemos muebles también aquí en el flea market. Y eh, va a haber un poquito de para todos. All right, well, gracias on that. Thank you so much, Carmen. And we've been talking to Carmen Osterman here for La Chica Store and Fresh Start Flea Market. Uh, if you want to hear more of the interview with Renee, who runs the store, uh, go through our podcast archives to the uh, community podcast, uh, Community Connections, that Michiana Community Connections that I uh, used to host. So after this song, we're going to be focusing on an older interview, but one that is still appropriate for this coming weekend, talking to David, or actually David Fair's wife, Lila, uh, from Hamsters, and up there in Dwajak, Michigan. Uh, so we'll go back to the past, but keeping it current to the present. And all of our interviews Today and yesterday and fresh ones for Friday will be played for Friday, which will be a combination of music and interviews for this coming Saturday, for Small Business Saturday. And again, Friday is my last Indiana podcast, uh, then shoving off to Tennessee. So here's another Christmas song here on Roaring Light. The stars are brightly shining It is 
of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn For Monday, we're focusing on different businesses in the community. And Sylvia Stark talked to the folks and showed off the folks at La Macron on Saturday. So we'll get a chance to see her video and uh, listen to her talking about this brand new French pastry place in Elkhart on Michiana 101, the Saturday edition. We're talking to Lila Fair. Um, they, her and her husband, David, have two shops in Dewajak. One is called Somewhere in Time, and David is a ham radio operator. Actually, both are. Um, and he has the Michiana Ham Radio exclusive store with a unique name called Hamsters. And so we're talking to the missus here, talking to Lila 
Fair about both of the stores. So say hi to everybody this morning. Hello. All right, we're recording this Saturday, but playing this on uh, Monday. So tell us about the two stores, Somewhere in Time and Hamsters. Okay, well, the idea actually uh, started with my husband. He always wanted to have a ham radio shop. Okay. And uh, But he had seen one where there was just a corner where the wife got to do crafts and, and other things. Okay. Uh, and so when we uh, were looking at spaces, this space naturally divided itself in half. Uh-huh. And uh, we both are interested in antiques and collectibles. All right. Uh, so instead of crafts, which I'm not so good at, <laughs> we decided to focus on antiques and collectibles in part of the store. And then the other part of the store is ham radio new and used equipment. Okay. Uh, which is what he always wanted to do. And our, our theory is a lot of times if you have a ham radio operator, the spouse sometimes is not. Right. And so this gives them some place to hang uh, out. And, shed, if you will. Exactly, exactly. So your ham operator has more time to look at the, the ham exactly. equipment. Exactly. And also the spouse has something you know to do and to <laughs> enjoy. And it also gives us a chance to talk and meet couples sure. uh, who are, like us, both ham operators. Okay. Uh, so um, it's just developed over the years. We've been here about 10 years. All right. And we don't do a lot of advertising because ham radio is kind of a niche market and antiques and collectibles our stock changes so much it's not sure. like you can advertise certain things that are always going to be here all right but um but yeah we've really enjoyed being in the community and meeting different ham operators and Sweet. different collectors and antiques fans uh-huh. uh, over the years and uh yeah it's been a, it's it's been a real real great opportunity and it's also been a ministry because people walk in and you know we get to talk to people get oh, to wonderful. meet people and know them and uh we have some uh you know friends from church and friends from around that uh you know we have certain opportunities to minister as well as as oh, just run a business so it's it's been a fantastic opportunity and so how long have you and david been ham radio operators and give us your call signs okay uh david and nine qid uh-huh. has been a, a ham operator for i think over 30 years wow um i got my ham license about 10 years ago about when we opened the store and okay. i'm n9 qif uh-huh. and in between is our son who is n9 qid or our yeah, qie okay so we were just all in a row yeah obviously David got his call sign, and, and Joseph and I got vanity signs so that we would be there you in go. a row. But alphabetical, uh, yeah. But but you know, it's kind of a family hobby, so uh-huh. that's been good too. And so, how can someone get into the hobby of amateur radio? I mean, a lot of folks are quite concerned about you know, oh, are we going to be having a war with the Russians or with the North Koreans, China, and yeah. power is going to be out? So, talk to us about getting into the hobby and the benefits of the hobby. It's a wonderful hobby, and especially not just uh, for fear of like war, but you know, like in Florida, anytime there's a natural disaster, mm-hmm. a hurricane, um, blizzard, uh, tornado, if your lines of communication are down, uh, ham radios can operate on batteries at very low voltage, very mm-hmm. low power, and you can still get out and communicate with people and at least let people know that you're okay, uh-huh. um, let them know what your needs are, what your resources you know that you have, sure. or the resources that you need. Now, to get involved in it, it's a little bit different than um, uh, like CB radio mm-hmm. um, because you do need to be licensed. But there are lots of different places where you can take ham and a day classes or you can get study guides. Uh, there are online sample tests that you can take. And then there are lots of places where you can go online and see where they're giving the tests. Sure. My husband, in fact, is is a is a tester. Oh, okay. He's an, EO, um, an EV operator. Um 
EV tester. Um, so anyway, uh, they will have different times uh, lined up where people can take the test. And if you pass the test, uh, I think it's $15 for the test. Well, it used to be. I think it's $35 for the test. But once you get tested and you get your license, those are good for 10 years. And if you renew your license before the 10 years is up, mm -hmm. you don't have to pay again. So it's, it's very easy to get licensed and get involved. And the radios, because we sell both new and used, used radios uh, you know, tend to be well, depending on what kind of radio you're going for. You can get one for, you know, like fifty or eighty dollars. You can get one that's five hundred dollars. Right. But then you're you're all set. And I know I have some of the Chinese-based radios that are like even cheaper yet, down to they thirty, are. thirty-five. Yes, that's true. And it really doesn't take a, a huge radio uh, to get to get out and communicate. Sure. And if you want to get a bigger radio that does a lot more. But uh, it's a lot of fun and it's useful in a lot of ways, not just in emergencies, but mm -hmm. we have a lot of ham operators who help with 5 and 10K runs or bike races. Mm -hmm. uh, they can help with some of the, you know, making sure that people are safe, making sure that everybody finishes the sure. race. Um, there are a lot of people who use them for weather spotting. Yes. Um, and so there are just a lot, and, and a lot of people do contesting and make contacts all around the world. Okay. And so focusing now going from the back side of the store to the front store, tell us about Somewhere in Time. Uh, Somewhere in Time is uh, a name that tries to encapsulate what we're really going for. It's somewhere, so we have things from all around the world. Okay. And in time, so we have things from different time periods. So we have everything from antiques to retro items. We have, like, old video games. Um, but we also have traditional antiques. Nice. Um, older, you know, dolls and tools and, and things like that. Okay. We also um, carry a line of local um, maple syrup, honey, mm. uh, and, and local products. Um, from nearby Michigan, and so we just have a little bit of everything, um, and uh, hopefully we, we try to keep the prices low for some of the used and retro items. Some of the antiques are a little more pricey, but it uh, depends on what people are into, what they collect, what they... Uh, what they enjoy. We have used books. We have used dishes. <laughs> you nice. Know, uh, but the only thing we don't sell is uh, used clothing. Okay. But, um, but there are other places, you know, around that, that do that. And that's just, and furniture. We don't do a lot with furniture. But decorative items and glassware, um, holiday decorations, things like that. Yeah, if you're looking for something that's a little unusual, sure. a little different, unique, one of a kind, uh, that's what we have. Okay, and so how can folks find the store online or reach you or find the, what's the address? Give us all that information. Okay, our physical address is 113-113 Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, Dwajak, Michigan. Okay. And it's not too hard to find. We're not on the main drag, which is Front Street, but we're right around the corner from the post office in okay. Dwajak. So if you GPS us or if you know where you know the downtown is, we're not too hard to find. Online, you can find us at hamsters.com, but it's H-A-M-S-T-E-R-S.com. Okay. And that will give you a, a list of the... That's mostly the hamsters part of the store. Okay. Um, but the, we're also on Facebook under hamsters. Oh, okay. Uh, and somewhere in time, and you can find some pictures of things that we have here, and uh, you can always leave them, us a message at either of those locations. And then our phone number. Yes, that's the people, most important. Yes, if people want to call, it's 574 333 
5743 And one more time, I always like to ask. Yes. Uh, 574-333-4990. All right. Great. So the, those are three ways you can find us. All right. And uh, so we've been talking to Lila Fair from Somewhere in Time and Hamsters about this unique dual business in downtown Dwajak, Michigan. It is uh, Michiana's exclusive amateur radio outlet. Now, we also have the uh, CB outlet from Michiana at CB Specialist there on Lincoln Way going outside um, just to the east, about a mile uh, or so east of the South Bend Regional Airport. But uh, come on down here, learn about the hobby, check out this great antique store. We like to share those places. And it's across from this really neat uh, mural, real painted kids, uh, activities. Uh, we have a slide. It actually tells the story of the orphan train. Really? Um, yeah. Dwajak was the very first stop in the orphan train. Uh, they had a 75-year history of bringing orphans and abandoned children from the cities along the East Coast oh my goodness. into the Midwest and then farther west so that they could find homes and, and get a new life and a new start in life. Interesting. So this, this uh, mural celebrates that we were the first stop in 1854. All right, excellent. So there you have it. So a little bit of extra history in Michigan. Did not even know that. So, well, that wraps up my time for this community segment for Monday for Roaring Light. Let's go ahead and wrap up the podcast with Sylvia for her Monday devotional. Greetings. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. The holiday season is upon us as Thanksgiving is but a few days away. And as we consider reasons for giving thanks, where better to look than to the most thankful man who ever walked the earth, our Lord Jesus. So what do we find Jesus giving thanks for, Joel? Well, one moment of thanks is found in John 11. We find Jesus giving his father thanks as he stands before the tomb of Lazarus, his dear departed friend. Jesus tells them to roll away the stone and then he says in verses 41 and 42, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Before performing his greatest earthly miracle, Jesus thanks his Father aloud for the benefit of others, that they might believe. And Jesus' thanks may be of special benefit to us this season. One of the hard things about the holidays, the older you get, is the growing presence of holiday absences. Holidays trigger memories of loved ones who are no longer with us and those unique ways in which they blessed us. I remember Grandma Peg and her candy cane cookies. My Uncle Rick's huge grin was like nobody else's. Whose absence brings a holiday tear to your eye? Now, one of the fascinating things about this scene in John 11 is that Lazarus' death didn't need to happen. When Lazarus got sick, his sisters, Mary and Martha, sent Jesus a note to come save him. But Jesus deliberately stayed away two extra days knowing Lazarus would die. Not because he didn't care. He told his disciples it was for the glory of God. You can imagine that Lazarus' sisters did not understand. When Jesus arrives, each sister in turn runs up to Jesus and asks the same question, says the same thing. 
Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? But Jesus reacts differently when Mary comes up. We're told Mary's broken heart moves our Savior deeply. The shortest verse in the Bible is among the most profound. John 11:35. Jesus wept. Jesus is deeply moved because at the moment when Lazarus had needed God's presence the most as he lay there dying, at the very time that Martha and Mary were having their hearts torn as they watched their loved one go, Jesus had been absent. God wasn't there. Jesus saw Mary's pain, and at this moment, he weeps tears like yours, like mine, as we grieve over our missing loved ones. And then Jesus gives his father thanks and has them roll away the stone. Jesus gave thanks as he felt the absence we feel as he looked into that dark tomb. He gave thanks not only because he was about to show he had power over death here, but that he could give a preview to an infinitely greater absence when all would go dark. When his father would turn his face away from his beloved son for the first time in eternity. Friend, Jesus thanked his father that we would see he came to conquer death and that by his resurrection and ascension to heaven, God would be glorified as we come to know his presence is near even in our darkest moments. Now, I'll be the first to confess that sometimes it is really difficult to sense God's presence. These feelings of mine are proof that in one sense, nothing has changed in 2,000 years. I mean, think about it. When Jesus came into our world, when God's presence was the most evident, a whole lot of folks sure didn't feel his presence, and a bunch got together even and crucified him. Perhaps you've been struggling that God's presence does not seem very evident, maybe especially in the holiday season. Well, Pastor Joel has good news. God's presence is not based on your feelings. It's based on believing. Believing even when everything else suggests otherwise. It's called faith. Faith that God cares so deeply for all of us that he experienced absence so that we wouldn't have to forever. Christ came to share in our sufferings so that he could conquer death once and for all so we too can have the hope of not only our believing loved ones being resurrected, but also in our own resurrection through faith in Jesus. So even though we will watch loved ones die as the years go by, and even though we'll all die should the Lord tarry, through faith in Jesus Christ, we can have eternal life. Friend, Jesus said, do you believe this? If you believe this, then I declare in Jesus' name that you can be comforted this day and this holiday season. Because the only true comfort that can be found in life or death is that you belong body and soul to your faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Belief in Jesus means death is no longer a passage from the land of the living to the land of the dying. It is a transition from the land of the dying to the land of the living. And when that final trumpet sounds, it will also be a dinner bell as we gather for the greatest feast ever with the entire family of God. So this Thanksgiving, 
and during all the holidays, let us follow Jesus' example. And let us give thanks even before we see God glorified in the miracle of the resurrection of all his people. Remember who you are and who you belong to. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, November the 23rd, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. A bill headed to President Joe Biden's desk addresses a long-standing problem for domestic violence survivors, ending their ties to their abusers' cell phone plans. A North Dakota coalition predicts the changes will be helpful. The Safe Connections Act recently cleared its final congressional hurdle. It removes financial penalties for survivors who are trying to separate their phone lines and their dependence lines from an abuser. Dana Meese with the North Dakota Council on Abused Women's Services says unresolved phone plans can be a major obstacle for someone trying to move on from an abusive situation. They do give abusers access to call logs, text messages, voicemails, or family tracking features that can be used to monitor, stalk, and harass survivors. She adds survivors are forced to pay a lot of money in termination fees, often making it difficult to transition to a safer environment. The bill had bipartisan support, but other advocates say they would have preferred policymakers not include a provision that requires the survivor to provide documentation they were abused, arguing it adds to their trauma. A separate aspect of the bill calls on the SEC to create rules that require cell phone providers to expunge any calls or texts to hotlines, such as those operated by crisis centers. Mee says that's another important tool. If they're calling a crisis line, and that shows up in their call log, that can tip an abuser off that they're thinking of leaving, and it can put them in a more dangerous situation. It's expected that President Biden will sign the measure. I'm Mike Moen reporting. As for potential financial barriers, the bill expands eligibility for the FCC's Lifeline program, which provides monthly cell phone plan subsidies. And Turkey may be the star of Thanksgiving meals for families in the Granite State, but the wild turkey has become a focal point of new conservation efforts in Congress. Wild turkeys disappeared from New Hampshire 150 years ago due to habitat loss and overhunting, but the birds were transplanted back in the mid-1970s, and now their population tops more than 25,000. John Cantor, senior wildlife biologist with the National Wildlife Federation, says Congress could provide similar protections to other species by passing the Recovering America's Wildlife Act. What we're doing here is using this tremendous conservation success story as a springboard to talk about the next generation of conservation success stories. Cantor says the bill would provide states and tribes with $1.4 billion annually to help save about 12,000 animal and plant species now at risk. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. This is PNS. California is number one in the country for dollars spent on camping, hiking, climbing, and biking. That's according to the latest federal data. The most recent report from the Bureau of Economic Analysis also names boating and RV trips as the state's most lucrative outdoor sector. Katie Hawkins with the Outdoor Alliance says outdoor recreation added $862 billion to the national economy in 2021. Outdoor recreation is 1.6% of the state's GDP. It employs around 517,000 people and accounts for $54 billion in spending. I'm Suzanne Potter. Conservation groups are pressing lawmakers to bring these bills up 
for a vote during the lame duck session before the end of the year. And November is National Diabetes Awareness Month. Health experts believe Americans can reverse prediabetes and prevent the onset of type 2. At the Tennessee Department of Health, Dr. Toby Amuson, Assistant Commissioner of Family Health and Wellness, says in prediabetes, a person's blood sugar levels are higher than normal, but haven't spiked high enough to be diagnosed as type 2 diabetes. She says they often show no symptoms. Prediabetes level is considered when you have a hemoglobin A1C level of between 5.7% and 6.4%. If you're 5.6% and less, you're in the normal range. 6.5% higher, you're in the diabetes range. About 730,000 Tennesseans have been diagnosed with diabetes. That's 13.6% of the adult population in the state. Amuson emphasizes that if left untreated, the condition becomes more serious over time. For Public News Service, I'm Danielle Smith. Finally, Mark Moran lets us know the Federal Health and Human Services Director who oversees Iowa wants residents to take advantage of lower health care costs through the Affordable Care Act, which is open for enrollment until early next year. Joseph Palm oversees Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska for HHS. In Des Moines on Tuesday, Palm says... Iowans can take advantage of enhanced tax credits built into the Inflation Reduction Act to save on health care premiums. He says the credits mean Iowans without insurance can choose health plans that can cost as little as $10 a month. What makes this so important is that having health insurance is simply vital in today's America. And it gets more vital every year, not only because the cost of health care rises every year, but the older we are, the more health care services we are likely to need. Enrollment in the health care marketplace is open until January the 15th. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported on our great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. A seminary student in Texas has narrated the Jesus film in its 2000th language. This is Truth Itself. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary student Mang Singh recently became a part of history when he served as the narrator for the Zo language translation of the world-famous Jesus film. The film has been translated into 2,000 languages. The film depicts the life and ministry of Christ and is the world's most translated movie, according to Guinness World Records. Since its release in 1979, it has been viewed by billions of people around the world and resulted in more than 600 million decisions for Christ, according to statistics on the film's website. Singh, who is pursuing a Ph.D. in missions with a minor in evangelism at SWBTS, was approached through a connection with Crew, formerly Campus Crusade for Christ, about leading the translation project for the film in the Zoe language. Singh, who is from Myanmar, said Zoe is one of more than 50 different dialects of the Chin people group and was the last of the Chin language to receive a biblical translation. The New Testament translation of Zoe was completed about 10 years ago, followed by the entire Bible in 2018. Aside from the Bible and a few Christian hymns, Singh said there is a lack of Christian content or resources in Zoe. Many tribes don't even have access to the Internet. Singh worked with representatives from the film to begin the recording process and crew assisted by renting a local recording studio to complete the voiceover work. Timothy Kroll from the Helios Projects says we've been called to train 3,000 untrained pastors around the world who have absolutely no Bible or theology training due to the fact they can't afford it. He said so far we have less than 700 who wait for training this year. 
Pray that we reach this goal. At trainapastor.com, $150 trains three pastors. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. Rest of the story. No, I will not, declared President Thomas Jefferson. I will not encourage the American people to pray. What he said more precisely was that civil powers alone had been given to the President of the United States, no authority to direct the religious exercises of his constituents. Well, churchgoers were incensed. They reminded Jefferson that President Washington had proclaimed a national day of prayer. So had President John Adams. But the third president of the United States responded firmly that the Constitution was clear on the matter. If folks wanted to pray, they'd have to do it on their own time and without his urging. And so it was through the two terms of Tom Jefferson. And although Madison, his successor, saw no problem with the president recommending public worship, he agreed that such a presidential proclamation would pose a constitutional disaster. Now, until Jefferson, U.S. presidents were practically telling people to pray. But this is the rest of the story. There was a magazine editor named Sarah Josepha Hale, and Sarah Hale vigorously disagreed with Jefferson's perspective on prayer in the presidency. Americans were drifting further from God, she said. Before they drifted too far, the president must step in and urge a renewal of that relationship. In fact, said Sarah Hale, he must proclaim a day of prayer. Sarah used her popular Boston Ladies magazine to promote the idea. She began her crusade in 1827. Write your congressman, she told her readers. Pressure the president. And yet, enamored of Tom Jefferson's perspective on the issue, the chief executives who came after him remained determined to separate church and state. But Sarah Hale refused to give up. When her magazine merged with Godey's Ladies Book of Philadelphia, Sarah found herself with 150,000 breeders and the largest periodical of its kind in the nation. And from this enlarged public pulpit, she continued to preach her sermon of government enforced prayer. For nearly 40 years, Sarah Hale crusaded, writing hundreds of letters to public officials, publishing scorching criticism of those who would stand in her way. And one day, one day her mission was accomplished. The nation was at war with itself by then, but in 1863, President Lincoln, in good spirits over a major Union victory at Gettysburg, was reading another of those insistent Sarah Hale letters which had been addressed to him personally, and this time the president gave in, and Mr. Lincoln proclaimed a national day of prayer. And you have been observing it ever since. All of your life, you've thought of it as a tradition unbroken from the time of the earliest English settlers. Not so. No, no. It took a feisty New England publisher named Sarah Hale four decades to ensure that tomorrow, I mean tomorrow, by presidential edict, you will bow your head in expression of gratitude to God in the annual American ritual that you have come to know as Thanksgiving. Only, only now you know the rest of the story.
Mama, mamacita, ¿dónde está Santa Claus? The vato with a bony knees He's coming down the street with no shoes on his feet And he's going to... No, no, that ain't it Mamacita, ¿dónde está Santa Claus? The guy with the hair on his jaws Hey, man, come over here, man I need some help, man Yeah, man, I can dig that Like, uh, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to write a song about Santa Claus, man But it's not coming about out About who, man? man? About Santa Claus, man You know, Santa Claus, oh, man Oh, yeah, man I played yeah, with those dudes, help, man. man What? Yeah, last year at the Fillmore, man Me and you the bass player sat in, man Oh, <laughs> hey, man You think Santa Claus is a groove, huh? No, it's not a groove, man Would they break up, man? Oh, no, man, it's one guy, man You know, he had, he had a red suit on, man With black pant leather shoes You know, the guy Hey, man. Oh, yeah. He's with Motown, ain't he? No, man. Yeah, I played not... with that dude, oh. too. Man. <laughs> no, yeah, he's man. a good singer, man. No, no, hold on, man. He's not with Motown, man. Well, then he's with Buddha, man. No. Oh, man, you don't know who Santa Claus is, man. Yeah, well, I'm not from here, man. Like, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I don't know too many local dudes. Oh, I see. Well, hey, man, sit back and relax, and I'll tell you the story about Santa Claus, man. Listen. Once upon a time, about five years ago, there was this groovy dude, and his name was Santa Claus, you know? And he used to live over in the projects with his old lady. And they had a pretty good thing together because his old lady was really fine, and, and she could cook and all that stuff like that, you know? Like, she made the best brownies in town, man. Oh, I could remember them now, man. I could eat one of them, man. Wow, wow did you know these people, man? Oh, yeah, man. They used to live next door to me, you know, until they got kicked out, man. What, they got kicked out of the projects, man? Yeah, you know what happened, man? They used to live with all these midgets, you know? And the midgets used to make a lot of noise, you know? Like pounding and hammering and pounding all night, man. Wow. Typical freaks. Oh, man. yeah, man. They were really freaks, man. As a matter of fact, they all moved up north together, you know? Oh, they have to go get their head together, man. <laughs> yeah, get their head together, man. And they started a, a commune, you know? It was called the uh, Santa Claus and His Old Lady Commune. It was a real famous one up there, man. And, and they used to sit around and groove all the time, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> really good time, man. Hey, that sounds eat heavy. The, yeah, eat the brownies, man. They drink the tea, man. And, and what they did most of the time, though, was make a lot of goodies, you know? And they had everything they needed. They only needed to come into town maybe once a year or something like that. Pick know? up the welfare check and the food stamp. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, no. What they did, man, is once a year when they made all the goodies, you know, they used to put them in a big chopping bag, and then they used to take the chopping bag and deliver them to all the boys and girls all the way around the world. Hey, man. well, that's it, man. Yeah, that sounds real nice. Movie. Oh, yeah. They were really nice people, man. So much class, man, they had so much class, you know, like, like even take the way they used to deliver the toys, you know, it's like Santa Claus used to have this really sharp short, man, you know, it was lowered to the ground at twice pipes, candy apple red, button tuck, ooh, clean. Man, that sounds like a hip snowmobile, <laughs> man. No, no, it wasn't a snowmobile, it was a sled, you know, one of those big sleds, you know. And he, and he used to have it pulled by some reindeers, you know, like reindeers. Some what, man? Some reindeers, you know. He used to hook them onto the sled, and then he used to stand up inside the sled and hold onto the reins, and then call out their names, like, On Donner, On Blissin, On Chewy, On Tavo, come on, Beto. And then the reindeers used to take off into the sky and fly across the sky, man. Wow, man. 
man, that's far out, man. <laughs> yeah, and then when they fly across the sky, they used to come down to places like oh, Chicago, LA, Nueva York, and Pacoima, and all those places, you know, and then land on top of people's roofs, and then old Santa Claus would make himself real small, you know, like a real small guy, and he'd come down the chimney, and then he would give you all the stuff that he made, man, and dig this, man, he did it all in one night, man. Hey, just a minute, man, now how'd he do that, man? Oh, well, man, he took the freeway. How else, man? No, man. <laughs> no, man. How did he do all that other stuff, man? Like, how did he make himself small, man? And how did he, like, how did he get the reindeer off the ground, man? Oh, well, man, he had some magic dust, man. Some magic dust? Yeah, magic dust. You know, he used to give a little bit to the reindeer, a little bit to Santa Claus, a little bit more for Santa Claus, a little bit more. And this would get the reindeer off, man? Oh, got him off, man. Are you kidding me? And they flew all the way around the world, man. <laughs> hey, that's far out, man. Hey, how come I've never met this dude, man? Oh, man, he doesn't do that bit anymore, man. It got too dangerous. Man. Yeah, I can dig that, man, because that's a dangerous bit. Yeah, man. let me tell you, it sure was, man. Like, just two years ago, man, he got stopped at the border, you know, and they took him into another room and took off his clothes, man, and searched him and searched his bag of goodies, man. And then when he was leaving, man, he was flying through the air, somebody took a shot at his reindeer, you know? Oh, that's a drag. Yeah, man. it really was, man. And then, man, he went down south, man, and they tried to cut off his hair and his beard, man. And all the time he was getting stopped and pulled over and asked for his ID, man. Just, just everywhere he went, he ran into too much recession, man. No, man, you mean he ran into too much repression, man. A repression, recession, man. It's all the same thing, man. Yeah, man. It's a drag, man, because we could sure use a dude like that right now. You know, oh, well, he still comes around, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but, but he comes in disguises now. Oh, he went underground. Yeah, huh? underground, man. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. yeah, but you want to see his disguise, man. Nobody would ever know it was him, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's got a job in front of the department store, ringing this bell and playing this tambourine next to this black pot, you know? Oh, I seen the dude. Yeah, man. you know who I'm talking about, yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. I played with that guy last year, man. What? Yeah, we played in front of a store, man. We made a lot of Oh, bread, hey, man. wait a minute, man. Santa Claus is not a musician, man. I'm hip, man. I can't didn't know any tunes, man. <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute, man. No, he's not into that at all, man. No, I played with this dude. Are you sure? Looking for ways to give back this holiday season? Here's something that you can do as yourself or as a family. You can join WNDU as they have their annual Toys for Tots drive. And this will take place on Saturday, December 3rd from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. The following locations will be serving as Toys Donation Centers in South Bend. It will be at the WNDU Studios, Elkhart, RP Home and Harvest, 35 01 South Main Street. Warsaw will be at the Martins at Husky Trail and also Stevensville, Michigan will be at Martins at Cleveland Avenue. Take care. Looking for ways to give back to the community? Here's something just for you. You can help out Lifeline Youth Ministries here in Elkhart and they will be having a Lifeline Christmas store. This is a Christmas store for parents and caregivers to buy gifts at 20 cents on a dollar. For example, a $20 
Basketball would be $4. This gives individual, individual pride in their ability to buy something for their children rather than receiving a gift from someone they do not know. And this is how it's done. Invitations will be given to our most needy lifeline families and setting up time slots to keep numbers manageable. We also will be asking for names from social workers in the elementary schools we are partnering with. If enough funds are raised, we will reach out, out to other nonprofits for additional families. This store will take place on Saturday, December 10th at Lifeline. There will be an extra station. An extra wrapping station will be provided. So the gifts are already wrapped for the children. Cider and donuts will be available. They are needing to raise for every $150 raised, they will be able to provide gifts for a family with three children. You can head over to Youth Lifeline Youth Ministries on their Facebook page to get more information about ways to donate. You can also head over to www.elkartlifeline.com where you can click on their donate tab. You can also use the PayPal QR code Note Christmas, which is located on their Facebook page. You can also send a check over to Lifeline Youth Ministries, P.O. Box 73, Alpha India 46515. Take care and hope you get a chance to help out a less fortunate family this year. Have you heard about First Light Mission? Did you know that First Light Mission is devoted to providing resources and temporary shelter for the homeless in crisis by partnering with congregations in the community? They were excited to have opened a fixed site for sheltering homeless women and families that are in their program. With the continued help of nearly 700 amazing volunteers, the 18 wonderful churches in our network, and a miraculous partnership with Faith Mission, God opened doors for his invited project at St. Mark's Methodist Church in November 2017. Here is a little bit more about First Light. As an organization, First Light Mission had its fair share of moving around, operating out of various churches for over 24 years. In November 2017, we were fortunate enough to move into a fixed site at St. Mark's Methodist Church in Goshen, where we were able to give our guests a more consistent place to call home over a period of five years. In 2022, we were absolutely thrilled to be relocating into a more residential area. In partnership with Goshen Community Schools, we will be moving into a new permanent home. Some of the benefits of a fixed site are, allows us to be in one place 24 seven, Families no longer have to move each morning to go to the day center. Being in registered area, they will have increased safety and security. It allows for paid overnight staff to be provided by Faith Mission of Elkhart. Greatly reduces displacement and disruption in our guest lives. Increases services to include homeless single family guests. Increases flexibility to allow possibility of new churches and volunteers to participate. If you would like to get involved, you can contact First Mission and they will get you connected. You can give them an email at office at firstlightmission.org and they are located at 801 West Mickleton Street in Gush, Indiana, 46528. And their office phone number for them is 
574-2300. Once again, the office number for them is 574-534-2300. If you would like to get involved, just give them a call and they will be gladly to point you to the right next direction. Some of the part of congregations that First Light sponsors Assembly Mennonite, Berkeley Avenue Mennonite, College of Mennonite, East Goshen Mennonite, Faith Lutheran, Faith Mennonite, First United Methodist, Goshen City Church of the Brethren, Green Road Church, North Goshen Mennonite, Maple City Chapel, River Oaks Community, St. John the Vandalist, Silverwood Mennonite, St. Mark's United Methodist, St. Mark's Anti-Western Orthodox, Walnut Hill Mennonite, Waterford Mennonite, West Goshen, Yellow Creek Mennonite, 8th Street Mennonite. Those are just a few of the churches that are involved with the mission or First Light Mission. You can find out more information about them by heading to firstlightmission.org. Take care.